All right, welcome to the Colton and Joe Show, episode 107. Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure. I, uh, I do this so often. I don't know why I started saying the episode number in the beginning. Like, I started doing that, like, at the very first episode, I started doing that. And at this point, it's like, I, I'm almost never right. I Okay, I just checked it. I am. I was correct this time. Colton and Joe Show, episode 107. Um, we did the poll. On the Instagram, so it will not be the Colton and Joe show longer for that much longer. Sadly, it's kind of sad to see the name go, um, as is kind of iconic. 107 episodes with it, um, but it's, it's still going to be the same. The, uh, we have to change the outros. It's going to feel weird. Yeah, we're going to have to change some some stuff. There's some poor connection issues, so I can't exactly hear Colton terribly well right now. Um, hopefully, you guys can hear him. I think you can. I think Skype works through that and it, i think you can hear him pretty good <laughs> um Hopefully. i'll turn it anyway um so so it was decided it's now it'll be the um the overcharged podcast uh, unless we think of something super cool in the next couple of days i think that's that's a pretty sweet naming <laughs> sounding name um just like just came to my mind you know i we talked about that a couple episodes ago i think um, my process of thinking of that name, but you know, obviously we're open to any suggestions. Um, the DMs are always open uh, on Instagram. The link is, pro- I think, the links all uh, in the description a lot of the time. It's, or you can just find it on uh, Instagram by just like searching up the Colton and Joe show <laughs> with periods in between each word, and we'll, we'll we'll announce it officially. There'll be an episode where we announce the uh, announce the official name change. Uh, but we're talking about what we'll do with the logo. Um, we'll figure that out too. Like eventually it's not, it's more not in a terrible, like crunch to change the name. I don't think it's really that big of a deal, but we, we discussed the small minor changes. Like it's hard to get like word of mouth advertising because of, um, awkward name spellings and like, it's pretty long and you know, yeah, different. figure it out. But, um, just to, to make, make the official announcement. But as I, as I said, we're open to any like suggestions. So if you guys go in and suggest a sick name, I would be uh, would be more than happy to <laughs> accept that. Well, so, you know, put other on there, and someone voted for other on the poll, and then did not tell us what their idea was, or like I guess uh, maybe they just didn't the ideas we had. <laughs> so they probably just thought. All anyway, though, down. yeah. Um. So, you know, what we normally do is we'll go in and we'll, we'll talk about what's been going on a little bit more recently. So what's, what's been going on, Colton? Oh, boy. This was, um, this was a, a very hectic week. Um, let, me, let me say that. Th- things are just – things are piling up. Things are piling up with my family this week. So Yeah, I um, can understand. Yeah, so, like, basically – I don't know. Actually, I don't know how much I said last episode i actually have no clue what i said last episode but like basically my dad and i had to wrestle a bull like last or three bulls last week and um castrate them so we had to do that and then my dad got bucked in the knee and then he like tore some ligaments in his knee and then my mom broke her ankle and then um i I was driving to the gym and i got hit by a tractor trailer and then my car's in the shop. So, like, it's just a – it's been a very long week. It has been a very long week. But you know what? 
Fourth of July coming up. Got the family in town. We're back in business. We're back in business. Things are getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I can also confirm. It's been quite the long week. It's been really hot. Like, blisteringly hot. <laughs> like, 95 degrees, sweltering. Uh, it's just been kind of tough. You know, trying to keep up the conditioning and stuff for different sports. It's just like, oh, my goodness. It's tough. <laughs> um, but it's definitely um, – it's not been awful. It's been kind of long. I definitely concur. Um, I haven't really been doing that much at all. <laughs> Just, you know, I'm keeping up a little bit. I've posted on uh, my Steeler Instagram account. Pretty nice Najee Harris edit. I reworked the background a little bit because um, I thought it looked cooler. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always it's, – it's fun. I My edits have been back and forth, you know. I think they've definitely improved over time. I still don't know, like, what people – you know, I don't have, like – I've been, I've had the Instagram account for so long, and I do not have, like – I don't know have that many Instagram followers on there. And it's not really that big of a deal. I'm not really, like, stressed about it because it's it's just, like, a Steeler Instagram account. That I'm, I've always just kind of messed around with it. And I don't post on it that often at all anymore because I've got more uh, – I've got other things going on, you know. So it's not – I don't have as much time to focus on it like I used to. But it's still interesting nonetheless. This definitely has not been a, a busy news week since the last time we recorded, but – um, there has been a few going on, and one one pretty major piece of news that's not exclusively NFL, but we will still discuss it, of course. True, true. So, get into the news here, finally. Um, we only have a very small amount. It's been, you know, a, a normal amount of time between recording sessions, but the news is scarce. The news is very scarce. So, we're going to start off, there was a big re-signing uh, that just happened in the past couple of days. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have re-signed their star offensive tackle, Ryan Ramchak, for, to a five-year, $90 million deal, which makes him the highest-paid right tackle in NFL history. Um, and I would say he's well-deserving. Um, Ryan Ramchak is an absolute beast. Um, him and Teron Armstead have just been locking down that Saints offensive line for the past couple of years. That's been one of the best in the league. Ramchak, one of the best young guards – or sorry, young tackles in the league coming out of Wisconsin. Um just I had him when we last year when we did our uh, rankings or like positional rankings. I believe I had him top five offensive lineman. Um, Ramsey's a beast, and he does not get the respect he deserves. You know, he's a, like a he's a perennial All Pro type of guy at this point, but he still hasn't made a Pro Bowl. It's kind of bullcrap. Not gonna lie, but um, yeah, Ryan Ramshack, five year, ninety million dollar extension. How are we feeling? Yeah, Ryan Ramchek definitely deserved it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Ryan Ramchek is one of the premium offensive linemen. It is weird because you know they were in such a tight cap squeeze that I really didn't think an extension of that kind was really going to be on the table. But they made it work, um, and obviously they're very happy to be able to lock him down for multiple years. Um, it's hard not to say that's like a little bit of maybe an overpay. I mean, I think he's the highest played. Uh, like Lyman, but uh, it's fair. Like, I'm not going to lie and say that he's not worth it, but it's definitely like, and whenever that much money is thrown around, it's hard not to say, like, it's maybe a little bit of an overpay, but obviously I'm not going to, like, it's not that much of an overpay if it really is. And it's, it's just like, a, it's just a thing. I always kind of 
I can always, you know, that one, like I said, that one, that's a lot of money to be uh, given to an offensive lineman, but he's, he's well worth it. And that's, you know, no, no Ryan Ramtrick Kate for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's really the only piece of specific NFL news that we have, but we have well, one of the biggest pieces of news we've heard in a while, just in terms of the landscape of the entire sports community. Um, it's been, you know, we've always wanted this. It's always been kind of a garbage rule. But finally, the NCAA is opening up and allowing its athletes to have sponsorships and to be able to make money. Um, and that is just, uh, there's, there's no downside. Um, this is something that's been needing to happen for years and years. There's no reason that players should not be able to have endorsements in the NCAA. I feel like, you know, they're out there risking their bodies just the same as professional athletes are, but aren't able to set themselves up. You know what I mean? They have the same risk of a, you know, life-changing injury that a professional athlete does, but they don't have anything to fall back on because they're not allowed to make money. So it's just, and and we've seen stuff. And while we're at this, what I want to say is uh, reinstate Reggie Bush's Heisman. I just want to say that right now is if you, if you don't know, Reggie Bush um, had one of the craziest seasons in NCAA history for football. Um, he won the Heisman, and then later it was stripped from him um, and stripped from the record books because they found out that he was like making some money under the table. And he got in a bunch of trouble, and now all of his records are gone. His Heisman you know, doesn't count. So while you're at it, uh, reinstate Reggie Bush. I'd just like to say that. But this is crazy. Um, we, Joe sent me a meme before uh, that just was like, it's honestly true. Like, it was talking about just, like, destroying, if you guys know him, just being a martyr for the cause. Um, he had a YouTube channel while he was an NCAA kicker. It looked like he could go to the NFL. And then um, he decided to, like, monetize his YouTube videos. And he was declared ineligible to play in the NCAA because he was making – an extremely minuscule amount of money off of YouTube and was, you know, he's not allowed to play college and just pursued the YouTube career. I mean, he's doing great. He, he was signed to a CFL contract, I think. And, uh, I mean, he's a great player, great dude, but I mean, he was definitely a martyr for the cause. And, uh, I'm very happy that, that the NCAA athletes are finally getting some, getting some recognition and some praise here. Yeah, this is a, this is a big deal. Um, you know, there's a, there's a plethora of different, Sports in the NCAA, obviously, there's everything from, like, fencing to, to football. <laughs> but, um, you know, they can all make money now, which is which is cool. But it's obviously a, bi- a bigger deal for the uh, basketball and NFL players. I mean, NFL players, the um, football players, because they're the, the biggest market teams. Um, and I think it's, 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 really, it's really the fair thing to do. Um, they're making so much money for, like, the – NCAA in the colleges and whatever, you know, from yeah. ticket sales, you know, TV deals, merchandise, a ton of stuff. And, you know, maybe not their specific um, jerseys are being sold. Like you can go out and buy a um, Kenny Pickett, <laughs> the quarterback for the Panthers, per se. You couldn't go out and buy a specific jersey for him, but it's still a pit jersey, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe someone buys it and it's a replica jersey and they, you know, customize it to make it like just. Just for example, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Um, they're making a, a lot of money for their respective organizations, and they're not making a penny of it other than their scholarships, uh, which yeah. is which is worth a lot. But in comparison, it's really not like it wasn't that fair. And especially for stuff like that, it's not it's not costing the NCAA any money for them to allow them to use like a name and likeness and whatever. If you want to like social media and stuff, you can make all kind of 
um, sponsorships and whatever. And uh-huh. it's just because of their layman name and likeness that they they cannot profit off of that. Obviously, um, yeah. there's like a lot of NCAA players on social media, and they get like they're popular on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff, and they cannot make a penny of like the money they get from like creator funds or or like just monetizing with ads. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty sad for them. But now now they can start making bank, um, which is sweet. And I'm ex- I'm excited for them. Obviously, when we both make it D1, we can start making money off the podcast. We don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's that's kind of um, the, the biggest thing in the sports news that's going on. I know, I guess, uh, in, the, in the MLB, they've been cracking down on some some pitchers. But that's been going on for a while. And I'm, I'm honestly, who cares about the end? Who cares about <laughs> who cares about that? Um, true. True. But I guess it's time to get down to the meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, we're starting off. We've got our series on Monday that we just started, um, the all division teams. And now we've got we're starting a Friday series now. And it's just gonna be um, a I guess a four episode series here of our season predictions. Um, season record predictions, that is. Um, so mm-hmm. and we're yeah, we're at a good point now where we can comfortably give season predictions. You know, most of like ninety five percent of the big name free agents are off the market. The draft is over, you know, things are settling down, head coaching stuff is all done. We're we're in a position where we finally like we we basically know what the teams are gonna look like going into the year. So um we can give some good predictions now. And we're gonna do the AFC East and the AFC North today. Um, obviously, the two divisions that we always start with every time. Um, Wait, do you say AFC East and AFC North? Did you? Which ones did you do? We might have we might have a missed thing. What did you? I, what do we? What do you have? I am not kept, uh, catching on what you're saying right now. <laughs> um, I did. I predicted AFC East and West. There might have been a slight miscommunication. Um, well, then you start us off, and then I'll I'll make my West. All right, that is that is my that's probably my fault. I thought I thought you said West, but maybe I'm just maybe, uh, yeah, you know, acting dumb. Um, Simple fix. So off with the AFC East, the one we both did. Um, why don't we just start with the honestly the, the best division here? It's not really much of a dispute. The Buffalo Bills. As with this is another this is another weird number. So we talk a lot about this is now the 17 game season, and these numbers like the season like records just they're so much different they seem they sound so much different they look so much different it's only one number but it feels so weird to say 13 and 4 is my prediction for the bills um a uh, four loss i went through this their uh through the season they have a kind of a tough schedule it's not terrible but it's not too easy to play the both of the um super bowl teams being the chiefs and the bucks um i think the washington might be able to pull off an upset versus them um just I think Washington is a team that could pull off a couple of upsets this year. I think they're just they're not they're in a weird position because their their roster is not a top tier roster, but their their defense is pretty scary and their offense, although it has a lot of questions with Fitzmagic and um, you know uh, there's there's not a, a, a plethora of talent. They definitely have some good players, um, Scary Terry and Antoine Gibson. They're uh, Ian Tom. Thomas for the tight end. Um, obviously, all solid talent. Their offensive line is not bad at all. But um, anyway, this this is not the the NFC West 
or it's not the NFC East uh, <laughs> record predictions we're giving. We're talking about the Bills. And the Bills yes. are just a team. The Bills are an extremely good team. An offense that was really good last year. Uh, Josh Allen's coming back off of a, you know, almost MVP level year. Um, he, well, he was just awesome last year. And, you know, they're running it back with oh, the main squad still there. The defense got better, probably. And obviously it's just like, you know, the running game is the question for sure. As we got like Zach Moss and whatever, they didn't really do much to target that over the off season. And that was a question during the year too. Like the, the running game was not great. And it became pretty one dimensional towards the end of the year. Josh Allen only had to put the team on his back and he had to, you know, run the ball even a little bit. He's able to, he's definitely able to do that. He is, he's a really good runner. He's got a lot of speed, even though his 40 time was slower than Ben Roethlisberger's, which I, I learned. And it's, that's absolutely wild to me. Um, considering I don't, ben, Big Ben was never really much of a scramble threat, but Money can say Josh Allen is, is the scramble threat. He's a pretty dual threat quarterback. Um, I saw something that was talking about he like if you think Lamar Jackson is running back, then you think Josh Allen is running back too. And I was like, there were some pretty interesting statistics uh, on it. If you want to um, try and find that video, I think it might be on YouTube. I'm not actually sure, but anyway, this is this is not a hard <laughs> um, team to predict the record for. It's a really good team. I went through, there's four teams, there was four games that I thought um, the other team was better than them, or like I like I said, I think I, I gave Washington an upset. Um, but other than that, um, I think that's not that's not crazy, I wouldn't say. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not crazy. I have the same prediction. Um, Buffalo, 13-4. and four. Um, I think they're an amazing team. They, I predicted them to win the Super Bowl once the playoffs came around. Um but, yeah, the thing was last season they did get um, a bit one-dimensional. And, you know, they addressed it a bit. I believe they brought Matt Burita in um, in this offseason. But really, I as well, I just kind of wish they would have addressed it a little bit more. Um, but they did go in. They brought in um, Emmanuel Sanders. So that receiving core is just absolutely scary. Um, no doubt about it. They were able to retain all their major uh, defensive pieces. Uh, it was, I mean, they're just, they're a very good team. They're a very good team. And like I said last year, it's a team where it's like, we know how explosive their offense is, but it's like their defense has the potential to be amazing as well. Like just a couple of years back, their defense was so good. And, the, you know, for the most part, they have the same guys. You know, I mean, they're, they still have an extremely talented roster. They bring in Greg Rosal to, to rush the edge and potentially be a starter week one. Um, you know, there's just this defense has potential as well. It's like they're we know that their offense being explosive is almost a guarantee at this point, but like their defense has such a potential. So thirteen and four is my prediction. Um, obviously, it could go lower, but it you know don't don't sleep if it goes higher either. Yeah, yeah, I I'm with you. Um, their schedule definitely isn't like top tier difficulty, but it's not. It doesn't have all easy games. Like I said, they both play the Chiefs. And the Buccaneers. I think they play the Browns, too. I'm not 100% sure on that one, though. Um, now let's move on to another interesting team. I'm not, the, the two and three teams are pretty hard, I'd say, to decide which one's better. I guess it's, it's almost preference. I'm going to go with the Patriots, though, because they're always a, a dark horse candidate for a um, a, a dark, maybe even a deep playoff run. You know, that's always something that Bill Belichick is a, you know, such a great coach, so you, you can't. Count them out of anything. I gave them 
10 and 7. So, mm. you know, they that's quite the upgrade from last year. I think that's, is that three or four wins? Um, I don't remember what they even had. I'm not 100% sure. But obviously, the last year was a little bit of a disappointment. They missed the playoffs. Cam Newton did not impress a lot. He missed some time with the coronavirus. And um, a, couple, a lot of players opted out, too. You got to think about that. I think Dante Hightower opted out. Um, I know some line pieces opted out and whatnot. Like, the, I think the, the Patriots actually had the leading number of, of opt-outs. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, so, so obviously, that's you, gotta, you think about that. And then they, they added a ton of money. They put a ton of money into free agency, brought in two tight ends. Um, Kendrick Bourne, which is... Uh, an interesting signing, and we always we talked about that. That was maybe a little bit of an overpay because Kendrick Bourne is no superstar wide receiver, but um, uh, yeah, you you put a lot of work into that offensive line. I mean, offense overall, um, and you add that plus even the draft you got you got Cam um, Mac Jones, which I you know I had a lot of Mac Jones slander before the draft. I'm gonna be completely honest. The Mac Jones slander was was there was a lot. <laughs> um, was it fair? I, I still don't think I'm not terribly high on him. Still, I'm not saying I am higher on him now than I was at the draft. It's just the situation where he's in. It just seems like, like he can be utilized well, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know. You know, the the, the videos. He's almost been out playing Cam Newton, and I, I wonder if he might even be week one starter. I'm not. I don't know. For it. Stuff. There's potential, as you said. He's been impressing in practice um, a lot more than Cam has at the very least. But um, yeah. so yeah, so for a team, um, that's like three or four wins more. But they got all the players coming back from opt-outs and from free agent additions. Um, that's that's about where I'd say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So my number two team is Miami. Um, I've always been. You don't think there's much? Just you don't have any dispute between the two teams in your head. What is it? No, I don't at all. Actually, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, you'll see where I have the Patriots. It's a little bit different. Okay. Well, know. no. Um, they don't have the same. No, I was just saying like who I think has like the better roster. Oh, the better roster. The have a better record. The Dolphins yeah, okay. have a better record in my oh, okay, predictions. Okay. okay. But, I thought you were saying like. Okay. Yeah. I mean, better roster. That's kind of tough. I mean, I feel like that's kind of tough too because I feel like the Miami has a really good receiving core, but the Patriots have a really good offensive line. Yeah, like they both have kind of like star-studded defenses. The roster's really close, actually, but it's just like Honestly, at this point, I have to question if Stephen Gilmore is even like, I mean, Stephen Gilmore is even going to be on the team. There's so many trade yeah, rumors sure. on him. They're all, but like. I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. If he's traded, though, that defense gets significantly worse. The Patriots' defense does. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's accurate. I'm a big J.C. Jackson fan, but we're still, like, really yet to see, like... Yeah, J.C. Jackson called out. I'll take that back, because Gilmore was injured for... I was going to say we're yet to see what he can do against, like, the number one guys, but Savon Gilmore was injured for a lot of the season. So we did see him versus the number one guys. I mean, I'm a, I'm a J.C. Jackson fan, but like obviously, when you lose a guy of Stephon Gilmore's caliber, you're gonna get yeah, worse. Yeah. J.C. Jackson, yeah, J.C. Jackson was like really good as a cornerback too, and then they're like he got super overrated. Like everyone was saying he was like 
a top five cornerback in the yeah. NFL. I mean, he was like leading the league in, in like interceptions and stuff. And then Gilmore went down with injury and had to play against the number one corner, like wide receiver. And he got exposed like one or two weeks and everyone like stopped being high on JC Jackson. Yeah, that's true. And it wasn't even like he got exposed terribly bad. It was just because he was overrated so much. He like, it was like two 100 yard weeks with like a touchdown on like in both of them or something. And everyone was like, okay, now he's just like, he was brought down to earth a little bit more. JC Jackson is one of my favorite corners. I don't know why, but I just love that man. Yeah, you. Um, we did some sort of list. It was like we did something. I might have been like top ten overrated. I mean, underrated players or something. Yeah, like. he was my number one, I believe, on the underrated players list. Yeah, that was pretty fair though. He balled out this year. It's true. That's true. So, um, I guess I'll just do the Patriots as well. And they were the number three team in the division for me. Um, but I guess my, this, this division was significantly worse for me, possibly, than it was for you. Because uh, you had them at 10-7, and seven, and I actually had them at 7-10. and 10. I am not as high on the Patriots as everyone else. I'm not as high on their offseason as everyone else was. I think they had a good offseason, but I don't think that their offseason is like crazy enough that it's going to like propel them to like be a really good team it just seems like to me they went out and signed like a lot of like slightly above average players it's just like they still don't have the qb position figured out that's just what it boils down to their running back their running game is not not very good um damian harris will probably be the starter next year um it's not good. Their wide receiver core was, you know, it was getting better, and then Julian Edelman retires. So now you're looking at Nelson Aguilar as your number one receiver. Um, you have, you know, you splurged on two tight ends instead of one. You could have spent that money, you know, elsewhere a lot more usefully rather than, you know, I get two tight ends that you're not going to play at the same time because neither of them are that great at blocking. Um, I like, I like the Matt Judon signing. But, you know, there's like, and then, then you get like Jalen Mills. Like, why do you need Jalen Mills when you have Devin McCourty and you just drafted Kyle Dogger in the second round last year? You know what I mean? It just seems like, I don't know. I like the, I like the move to go get Kyle Van Noy back as well. But it's just, you know, I'm not as big of a fan of their offseason. I just feel like they're not, they're a talented football team, but I'm not high on Cam Newton and I'm not high on Mac Jones. I feel like Mac Jones is a guy that, in this New England system can eventually flourish, but it's going to take some time. He's not just going to come in and just be a beast all of a sudden. I really doubt that he's going to come in and, you know, lead them to like some crazy record. And I don't, and I just don't believe that Cam and Bill Belichick system is going to, is able to lead them to a winning record. So I, I seven and 10 for me. Yeah, that's fair. Like, um, their offseason definitely isn't like, like I said, isn't like wasn't like a top tier offense, uh, like offseason. But I thought they like signed some pretty good players. I'm high on Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. I'm not so high on, but he's still a good tight end. Um, Kendrick Bourne, I'm definitely not like a huge fan again. Like I don't really like that signing a lot. But you know, um, their their wide receivers were so bad. Like I I think it's fair that you signed him. Um, and Nelson Aguilar, I guess. But like, it's an, it was an interesting off uh, 
offseason for them. Definitely not. I don't know. I, I just think that I thought their like team wasn't as bad, um, like before the offseason as a lot of people did. So I don't know. I don't know. That's like ten. That's a that's a pretty big difference. But it's your your reasoning is sound. I do admit. <laughs> did you say, did you say the record? Yeah, seven and ten. Oh, okay. You said that. You said that well before. And I, I just said what the record was. Oh my goodness. I am. I'm a little bit out of it. It's it's just kind of hard to hear you. I got the earbuds in, so I can like the volume is better. Um, it's still like a little bit spotty in or not. Yeah, I don't but, know what's going on with the volume because I mean, you, I can hear you well, but apparently, like my volume's not doing good. I switched to my wired earbuds like right in the beginning, like just to see if maybe it was a deal with my AirPods. But I think it's just something going on with Skype or something. I don't know. No, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just the Wi-Fi, um, which is weird. But right before we started recording, I could hear you perfectly well. And then um, we started recording, and the connection went <laughs> to the got pretty bad. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, onto the Dolphins. So I do have the Dolphins with a better record than the Patriots. So I don't really know why I did the Patriots next. I had the Dolphins with one more win, actually, eleven and six. Um, I just went. I went through. I I found a big old Excel file. Cause what we were gonna do is go game by game, um, and we realized that's like way more intense than it would have been worth <laughs> to go through and do game by game. Cause to be fair, like, I don't really think that many people care about it. That was like, yeah. that was the only su- episode suggestion. I think we've like, we've gotten at least in a long, a long time. Someone wanted, they wanted like a full season prediction, but that's, that's intense. And it would have been really time consuming. And for the masses, it's just kind of gets monotonous to listen to us say like, what game like if they we think a team's gonna win 17 games <laughs> yeah. you know like which one and i uh, like uh, by the time you get to the end you're not gonna remember it anyway so hopefully this will do you well um suggest or we do apologize it's just we we did this for the good of um uh wasted time i don't know <laughs> anyway so yeah i said dolphins get that 11 and 6 record i think so I went through, yeah, there were seven games, I think, that lo- I mean, six, yeah, six games, I think, they'd lose. The Dolphins definitely got a lot better. And something I, I thought was really interesting, it was, Tua Tagovailoa had the, like, highest accu- accuracy percentage in, like, the fourth quarter of any quarterback or something. It was the weirdest thing. I It was, like, or, like, clutch time. It was, like, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter when they were, like, I don't remember. That was a long time ago I saw that um, statistic. And I thought it was extremely interesting because we all get this, like, I don't know. I feel like the the narrative around Tua right now is that he's, like, did not have a good rookie year at all. And I think there was a lot of, like, bright spots from Tua's rookie year. Um, even though when he came in, we both agreed that we, they should have let uh, Fitzmagic keep playing because he was playing at an extremely high level. But Tua did play pretty well for himself, and he gets a, a – highly upgraded wide receiver core with Jalen Waddle. Um to pair with Devontae Parker and um Will Fuller. Oh my goodness, yeah. That is a stacked wide receiver core. I was yeah. forget I almost forgot that Will Fuller signed there. Um but that makes the like almost a world of difference. You gotta really he can really air it out, you know. That was something he's pretty known for. Like, he doesn't have like the strongest arm, but he's a highly accurate arm. And um Jalen Waddle is some of this really praised for his speed and his ability to like 
harness that. Like Marquise Brown is really fast, but it only benefits him on like a portion of plays because he just can't like he can't harness it that well, you know. That's what I really yeah. like. But everyone says Jalen Waddle gets in and out of routes really quick, which I don't know if that really means, but clearly it is um something that not a lot of quick players like have. Like Henry Ruggs, I don't think Henry Ruggs can like get in and out of routes as quick as like Jalen Waddle. I think he's just super fast and he can like you know, on go routes can really burn someone. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm the scout, but that is that's my scouting report on Henry Ruggs. Um, nice. Anyway, I and then the defense, the defense that was really good last year. Um, I think it might take a step back, but it's kind of like every time a defense really pops out, then the next year they take a small step back or they take a step back. Like the Steelers' defense was extremely locked down like last year, and this year they took a small step back. Um, but you just have to expect that because the Steelers were like turning over the ball on an extremely unprecedented rate, like not unprecedented, but like at an extremely high rate. Um, and the thing is that, you know, it just, it's unrealistic to expect, um, a defense to keep putting up that production. And like, I think the same thing is going to happen a little bit for the Dolphins. I still think they're going to be really good defense and be, be like a top 10 defense easily. But um, I think they might take a small back. I, I still think they're they're an extremely good team. Maybe a wild card team. Um, the Dolphins. We'll have to see. The Dolphins are a big question mark team for me, though. I'm not really sure. I really want to see if, if Tua can put it together. I'm a I'm a Tua believer, though. I think Tua can do it. Yeah, I'm with you. I I love Tua. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins are my number two team in the division. What was your prediction? What record did you say again? Eleven and six. And we're we're similar. Uh, I also had Dolphins at eleven and six. Um, <laughs> our top two teams are the same now. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where it's like they went ten and six this year. I don't think they're going to get worse just because they basically retained everyone. But um, you know, it's another year of progression from Tua, and the receiving core gets better. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's what I'm seeing. Um, I saw the thing that you were talking about, like Tua's accuracy percentage being like number one in the league, which is crazy. Um, I've seen like, I you know, I just feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's a guy that could definitely produce with a better receiving core because you got to think last year, he had Devontae Parker who was kind of injury riddled and hobbled when he was on the field. He was he was getting some things going with Preston Williams. Him and Preston Williams were developing a pretty good chemistry before. Preston Williams like went down for the season. Um, you know he was pretty good with Mike Jasicki. Um, and then you, you been, yeah, now you're, you're going to have fully healthy Devontae Parker. Bring in Will Fuller. Bring in Jalen Waddle. Um, the receiving core looks very good. And then, you know you you bring in Liam Eikenberg to try to boost that offensive line a little bit. Um, uh, Austin Jackson, another year of progression from him. This will really only be like a second year actually playing. Um, or no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just the second year playing, but like. Really, he missed a lot of time last year. Um, and the defense, like you said, I'm with you that the defense, I think, is going to regress a bit, just mainly because um, they were very, they were like kind of turnover dependent last year. You know, with Xavier Howard leading the league in interceptions with a lot of forced fumbles from different guys, you know, Emmanuel Ogba and such. Um, they, I think they led the league in turnover differential. Um, and it's just like, you know, that's the kind of stuff, like, like you said, with the Steelers, it's not necessarily um, sustainable. You know, it's hard to sustain just that level of amounting, you know, the amount of turnovers produced. So I think they are going to step back. I don't by any means think their defense is going to be bad. I think they were amazing this season. I think they're going to be a very good defense next year. Just maybe not, 
you know, as great. I think their edge rushing is going to get better with Jalen Phillips, who I'm assuming I'm very high on him. Um, but yeah, eleven and six seems like a uh, pretty pretty fair prediction. Yeah, yeah, Dolphins. I I want to watch some Dolphin games next year. I always say this, this is teams I want to watch, and uh, the Dolphins are one of them. I want to see if uh, how they're going to do, especially that defense. I, the defense is, like I said, I think it can take a step back, but um, it still has a lot of like fun players that I like. Um, yeah. So <laughs> on on to the next, on to the next. Well, I guess there's only one left in the AFC East. So our final AFC East record prediction, the New York Jets, um, a team that was really bad last year, could have had the first overall pick and then uh, won two games against the Browns and the Rams, uh, kicking them out of the first overall spot, which surprising they beat two really good teams. I, I don't know. It was weird. I know they beat, they beat the Browns when they were extremely um, battered with uh, coronavirus. Like, yeah. a bunch of players got, like, last minute, just, like, we're not allowed to play. I think it was, like, their almost their whole entire wide receiver core. But even at that, I was um, extremely surprised that <laughs> with even with Hunter Henry and some, like, lesser-known guys, they were not able to pull through. Um, anyway, I'm giving the I'm giving the Jets a 4-13. and 13. Um, They improved quite a lot, but it's, it's still tough. Their offensive line... Um, is almost like a strong point. They've they've put some money into it. They put some draft capital into it, but it's still Zach. It's Zach Wilson's rookie year, and something I know you sent this to me. He's there's like no quarterback on the Jets roster that's even attempted an NFL pass before, <laughs> and that yeah. is absolutely brutal. I like, I know you said it. You said it. Um, you said it best. I don't know. I didn't just resign Joe Flacco. Like I'm. Sure, he would have taken us like you know even a small pay cut. Like if you really were worried about it that much, and it's just to, nice to have a like some sort of experience there. I like everyone always like says that it's an experienced NFL player to be like alongside your your young quarterback is one of the most important things you can have. And they just did not really. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess the the Jets just don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's fair. Like Zach Wilson is. A promising prospect, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I definitely would have tried to bring in like someone to help him out, but that's that's them. Maybe you can see, maybe it'll be a little bit of a slower progression, especially considering there's going to be absolutely no run game for them. Um, the offensive side of the ball could be tough. The defense did get again. They they had a lot of draft capital, so then they spread it around pretty evenly, if I remember correctly. So you, I mean, it's just like some general improvements, you know. Going from two wins to four wins is uh, not huge, but it it's something. Especially it's you know it's Robert Saylaw's first year, it's his rookie coaching year. Um, so <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. It's a very young and inexperienced team yeah, with a lot true. of question marks. So, um, so yeah, you said four and thirteen. I'm just a little bit better than you. Five and twelve is my prediction. Um, with Zach Wilson, yeah, I'm with you. Like, experience is definitely a big thing. Like, uh, it's really rough that no quarter. Yeah, I saw like the only player on that team that's attempted an NFL pass is wide receiver Jameson Crowder. Um, it's just it's just kind of weird, you know. I'm you know I 
I would have liked him to go out and attempt to re-sign Joe Flacco. Um, uh, in reports, you know, they didn't even try. Um, but I, I do feel like they got better, especially defensively. I feel like their defense is actually, like, not bad. You know what I mean? Like, going through their defense, like, you have Quinnen Williams, who made a big leap last year and looked very good. Um, you bring in Carl Lawson. Yeah, you're going to get C.J. Mosley back. Marcus May is just was looking like an absolute amazing player last year. It's just like the defense has certainly has some pieces. And for Zach Wilson, I mean, for a quarterback coming in at the number two overall pick, I mean, you can, there are worse wide receiver cores to have than, you know, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, uh, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Chris Herndon. Um, and you obviously have two. Um, extremely young offensive linemen that both look very, you know, Mackay Becton, who looked very promising in the pros, and then they straight up for another first-round lineman this year in Elijah Barrett-Tucker. Um, you know, I, I think their future looks somewhat promising. The run game is going to be bad. We know that Tevin Coleman and uh, who is it? Tevin Coleman and their, their rookie, Michael Carter. Um, Michael Carter is definitely just basically a receiving back. He's like... <laughs> Duke Johnson coming out of college, basically. Um, they're, they're, it's going to be a rough, you know, people are thinking, you know, thinking they're going to get like seven wins. I know I, I don't see that happening. I don't think they're just that talented of a team yet with no experience. Um, you know, four and 13 right around that range is good. I, I went five and 12. Yeah, that's fair. Um, honestly, like one game is very minuscule <laughs> in, in these predictions. Um, so, that's that's definitely fair. <laughs> I will not squabble over one game. I definitely think you are right. I, f- I completely forgot they signed Carl Lawson, and I am a I'm a pretty big Carl Lawson guy. He played against them two times a year as to their fans um, on the Bengals. He's a good player. So someone that I don't know why he always kind of caught my eye a little bit. Him and who was it? So someone else. Um, that was from another team. James um, Pierce. Pierce from the the um, Ravens. Oh, uh, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. Yeah. For some reason, I always like like he always like looked like a really good player to me. And obviously, I am. He's pretty good. He's good. He opted like, out though. He's with Minnesota now. Yeah. Uh, he did, yeah. He's, he's gonna, gonna be studied. He's gonna be good next year at D line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mentioned that last episode. The teams. Um. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, on to the AFC West. Um. We went from top to bottom. I guess, well, we we flip-flopped a little bit with the Dolphins, I guess. We'll go from, let's go from the bottom to the top this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my worst team by a slim margin in the AFC West record-wise, at least, was the Raiders at 6-11. and 11. That's just, that's what I, it came out in my head there. They have, um, they don't have a, a really very tough schedule. I'm just not high on the Raiders this year. Um, their offseason moves were very puzzling. They completely revamped and changed their offensive line, even though they already had a good offensive line. Um, uh, you know, they lost a few pieces here and there. Their draft was really bad. Um, I think just a net negative um, was yeah. for, like, their offseason. Like, they definitely got worse overall. Um, so, I've, I'm not sure. I've, I think their record was, like, pretty middle of the road. I don't think they have a very – Hard schedule, but I mean they have they have a few hard games. Obviously, they're in a very tough division with uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos that are formidable talents. Um, so 
Yeah, I think I mean, that's that's okay. I think that might be a little bit on the low side, to be fair. But I'm just not high in the Raiders. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, I had the same one. <laughs> I went six and eleven too. We're, we're, we've been very similar. But yeah, I went six and eleven. Worst team in the division for me. Um, I, you know, I'm just kind of with you. They started off looking like a playoff team last year, and then they just kind of just plummeted. Um, you know, the farther the year went on, the worse and the worse they got. They started losing. Um, they should have dropped one to the to the Jets, but <laughs> they got away with it. Um, they just didn't look that good. And I don't feel like I'm with you. I don't feel like they had a good offseason. You know what I mean? I feel like their draft was bad. Um, they didn't, you know, they brought in Yannick Ngakwe, but it's like, you know what I mean? He's a good player, but it just, I don't know why he can't stick on a team. Is there something going on that just like, maybe he's not good in the locker room? I don't really know what it is. Um, their offensive line got significantly worse, as we all know. Um, the, you know, their receiving core didn't get any better. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fan of this offseason for the Raiders. I don't think they got better, and I think their offensive line got significantly worse. So it just, I think their their record shows six and eleven. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think six eleven is fair, considering that was the same record I had. Um, you have the same sentiments. We just don't really like the the, the offseason was bad, um, and the rosters are not that good. It's just a weird, it's a weird situation there. I saw something. <laughs> On the Instagram story, they put, like, position battle, and it was, like, quarterback, and it was, you know, with Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota and Nathan Peterman. And it's like, that's not a, that's not a position battle, let's be honest. That's clearly Derek Carr's job. Um, I know last year we thought he was going to get benched, and he never got benched. Both of us did not think he was going to play the full season, but he did. Um, he did not get benched at all. I honestly thought Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota was going to come in because I know um, – Coach, Coach Gruden is, like, always on to the next quarterback. He liked Nathan Peterman. He liked Marcus Mariota. But, um, Did obviously. You see they, had, they had, like, a post on Instagram today, or, or I don't know if it was today. It was, like, or it was on their Instagram story. It was, like, position battle, QB. It was, like, Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I just said I just said that. I know, like, there was a thing, but I don't know if you were talking about, like, the Instagram post, though. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go on to the next team. Um, I think this is, again, this is pretty fair to have the team as the third best. This is a team I was obviously extremely high on last year. I've learned my lesson, and I'm not going to be so crazy, even though I think this team is quite good. They have a lot of they have questions on the offensive side of the ball, specifically in the quarterback room. As you can tell, I'm talking about the Broncos. I yes. gave them eight and nine. Um because their defense is their defense is good. Their de- I'm, I'm I'm very high on their defense. Um, you know, there's there's Vaughn Miller, who maybe is not a defensive player of the year candidate, as I said, but he's still very good. He was a former defensive player of the year candidate, um, a former NFL, I mean, a, su- a former Super Bowl MVP at that. And um, although he's out of the, he's in the maybe twilight years of his career, he's still a very good pass rusher. Pairing him up with uh, Bradley Chubb, who played out of his mind last year, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot to love on the defensive side of the ball. They worked on the secondary some. You brought back your your star safety, um, Justin Simmons, maybe maybe top five safety, probably tapes. I'd probably put him at five, just off the top of my head. 
maybe even four. Um, but the, the defense is looking scary. The offense is where the questions begin. For one, who's going to be your quarterback? Um, there's you obviously traded for um, Colton's man, Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater. Name slipped my my mind there for a second. <laughs> and you have you still have. I mean, you saw the guys that used to be there, but it's just so like, it's not it's not a pretty quarterback room right now. And Nick Fangio's gone; he's pretty much on the hot seat right now, and he has no real good quarterback. You have a, again, you have a really good wide receiver core. Um, that's you know obviously a developing. Um, Jerry Judy is going to be a big deal for that team, but as of right now, you know, last year he did not have he did not have a pretty rookie year, but a year hopefully the off season he can you know, bring the, the superstar potential that we all saw. And I, I fully expect that. Um, there's Cortland Sutton has come back from injury. You have no fan. It's really good tight end. The, the, the pieces are all there. You're really a quarterback away. And I just don't think they have that right now. I cannot imagine you're going to have more than eight wins um, with a quarterback room that they have right now. Sadly enough, I, I'm, I like Teddy Bridgewater too, mostly because um, I didn't really like him that much before we started the show. Um, but... I've, I've kind of hopped on the train a little bit, um, but he's, I have to be realistic and we know he's not going to be carrying the squad. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty close. Um, you said eight and nine. I went seven and 10. Um, Cause it's a, for me, I feel like Drew Locke between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like Bridgewater is the better QB, but I feel like they're going to start Drew Locke. Yeah, me too. I just feel like that's what's going to end up happening. This is the same situation um, that I talked about with Mitch Trubisky and like Andy Dalton, and how they brought in. You already know what you have with Andy Dalton, but there's like still potential with Mitch Trubisky. Boy, at least they didn't cut. Time. At least they didn't cut Lock, but like there's still a chance Drew Lock kind of picks up like where you like he's so much arm talent. Drew Lock is like really has a really good arm. He's can be accurate, but he's like he's just a really um, this yeah, he's his, his, his errors are mostly mental errors. Um, it's almost the opposite with Bridgewater in my mind. He's a, he plays a clean game, but the arm talent isn't always there. You know, like he doesn't have a terribly strong arm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But yeah, just like you said, um, they're kind of a QB away. Uh, like their young receiver core, uh, they got two solid running backs. Their offensive line is actually very good. Um, and their defense is is really good as well. They've got like four, you know, like they've got four corners that are all like very good. You know what I mean? The two good safeties, Von Miller should be coming back. Bradley Chubb was a beast last year. Underrated defensive line for sure. Um, you bring in Sertanley with the corners. You know, a couple of linebackers, AJ Johnson that that look pretty good. I think the defense is great. I just think you know, it's just another team that's a quarterback away. And I feel like it's just Drew Locke is just so turnover prone. It, it makes it difficult to win games. So, uh, yeah, seven and ten seems like seems like a realistic one for the Broncos in my mind. Yeah, for sure. And it's tough. It's sad to see a team like that um, where the defense is obviously going to be really good, and the offense. You look around, and it's they have a lot of good players. You have um, a really good rookie quarter running back coming in, and. Um, and a pretty uh, – okay, you have a pretty good running back there with Melvin Gordon too. <laughs> I'll, I'll fess up. 
and admit he had a pretty he had a good year last year. I had to give him like offensive player of the year and stuff. Um, hurt my hurt my pride a little bit considering I said he was going to be free agency bust, uh, and he not. <laughs> to be fair, he he didn't play that bad. Um, and you know, obviously you've got a running game there. You've got some really good young wide receivers and um, a good tight end, and it's just you know, obviously, like you said, and like I said too, quarterback away. Um, and you have to be a little bit hard on him, but I'm not going to make the same mistake. <laughs> um, so on the next, Chargers. The Chargers are a team that maybe is is getting a little bit overrated. So um, obviously, I'm, I'm high on the Chargers. I'm not going to lie. I'm very high on the Chargers, I think. I think Keenan Allen's a very good wide receiver. I think I was very, you know, Justin Herbert had a really good rookie year. I like Justin Herbert a lot. Austin Eckler is a running back I find extremely underrated, just to be fair. Um, he is. He was injured last year, and now everyone just thinks he's he's a bomb. Well, I really think Austin Eckler is a really good running back. Um, an offensive line that got improved a lot. They drafted the offensive line um, and brought in Filer as well as Corey Corey Lindsley from the Packers, who might be at like a top three offensive lineman in the NFL. Um, the defense definitely it's is a, is a big question mark. Um, on on paper, you would not think it's a good defense. <laughs> um, so we'll see if maybe they play better as a unit or something. Uh, if not, that's going to be a big, uh, a big failing point for that team. Um, I gave him, I gave him ten and six. I'm not, I mean, not ten and six, ten and seven. <laughs> Again, I'm forced to have it. Ten and seven for the Chargers. Um, hard. It's going to be carried by the offense. I'm going to be completely honest. That's what it's looking like right now. Derwin James is coming back. You still have Joey Bosa, and a, a pretty solid pass rush core. Um, the linebackers are definitely not top tier to say the least, and the secondary, other than like I said, other than Derwin James, you're really not looking at good cornerbacks. Um, they brought in the Rams' defensive coordinator, I think, is their um, head coach, and it's a <laughs> it's a very different uh, defense you're looking at <laughs> from the Rams to the Chargers. Obviously, he's a pretty bright defensive mind. He was running a extremely good defense. Um, but I, they had Jalen Ramsey. They probably had three cornerbacks better than the best cornerback on the Chargers. Um, and that's maybe, maybe. (laughs) obviously I did not, that's a little bit off the, I didn't, you know, I didn't look into that, but I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) because I, the, the cornerback room is just, is not good for the Chargers. Um, well, and that's that's what's tough. That's what's going to bring the team down. So hopefully they play good as a unit. Because I know, you know, obviously, um, I think it's it's very safe to say the Chargers are my second favorite team in the NFL behind this, far behind the Pittsburgh Steelers, but still my second favorite football team. Um, yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I if there's a Chargers bandwagon, I think I'm on it. Um, I have twelve and five for the Chargers. Um, I think Justin Herbert is just a monster. I think he's a sleeper MVP candidate. I think he's an absolute beast, and the weapons are only getting, you know, the, the weapons aren't aren't getting much worse. You know, I mean, they, they bring in Jared Cook to, to replace Hunter Henry. He's not far off. Um, you know, Eckler should be fully healthy moving forward. The offensive line's getting better. Um, I love Justin Herbert for this year. Defensively, I'm not as low on their corners as you are. Um, they still have Chris Harris Jr., who obviously has passed his prime, but you know, he can still definitely be a serviceable guy, in my opinion. And they have Michael Davis, who they re-signed, who had a really nice season last year, was was my defensive player of the year. I think he was yours as well for them. Um, 
yeah, Joey Bosa missed some time last year. He, he'll be back fully healthy. Finally going to get Derwin James back. Seems like I haven't seen Derwin James play in forever. Um, yeah, another year of development for, for guys like Kenneth Murray. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm high on this team. You know, they may not have the most talented defense or, you know, whatever it may be, but it's young. Um, you know, pretty for the for the most part, all of their you know important the most important defensive pieces apart from Chris Harris are are very young guys. Just get some development in there, and they're a pretty young team in general. Um, I'd be willing to say there with the Chargers, and you know, and there's a bandwagon for the Chargers. Throw me on it, because you know what, I'm a fan of Justin Herbert. I think these guys can go far, twelve and five. Yeah. Um... I, I was definitely very hard on the Chargers defense, um, but I'm um, to be fair, they are not they are no um, top two defense, but they are no bottom two defense. They definitely have good talent, um, especially if Derwin James can stay healthy. Derwin James, some people think Derwin James is like a healthy Derwin James, is like the best safety in the NFL. Uh, I'm not saying that's that's not my take. I don't think that's true, but um, he certainly is a good tight, a uh, good at safety. Um, the offense is very good. The offense could maybe average 30 points a game. No, um, it's extreme to average 30 points a game uh, as an offense. But the defense, as long as you're not letting up 30 points tonight, then, like, I think you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I heard something that was really interesting that um, it was, like, Justin Herbert is, like, way more efficient when he's under pressure, which I think is really weird. Um, but it's, like, interesting. like, un- like over-proportionally, like, much better under pressure, which I don't think he's going to do worse because the offensive line got better, but I do think that's, like, a really weird thing, and I know that's, like, um, it was, like, a weird thing with, um, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick for the, like, Buccaneers when he was doing really good for that, like, stretch is that he was, like, way better on third down than he was on, like, first and second <laughs> or something. Yeah, there was one way that was, like, there was like one one player that was like way better on like third down than like first and second, or like Carson Wentz was like, um, I don't know. But it's like it happens randomly, and it, it, like players are way better on like certain plays, like certain specific types of plays like that. And I would think it's interesting, um, but it, a lot of times it shows that like the next year they might not. They might have like a slight step back, like a step back. I'm not saying that's like for sure what's going to happen, but I do think that's like interesting to say the least. Anyway, <laughs> and this is another division where um, the top team is extremely clear. Um, we all know the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West. Um, and I, if you don't, then honestly, like you probably have not watched football in the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are, you know, insane, clearly. Um, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Clyde edwards Hilaire, um coming back. That is the player. That I was talking to you beforehand about fantasy football, and Clyde edwards Hilaire is my sleeper pick. I don't care. I'm drafting it. If I had to draft Clyde edwards Hilaire like way higher than everyone else, then I'm going to have to. Because Clyde edwards Hilaire is getting drafted like third round right now, even though he was a first-round pick last year, and everyone just got a little bit disappointed because he wasn't like the superstar running back everyone expected. Um, he's still in like a super good offense, and he's gonna get, still gonna get a lot of volume as the workhorse back. Um, yeah. Le'Veon Bell did not touch his targets. I mean, did not touch his like <laughs> touches at all. That was also a really interesting beef between like Le'Veon Bell and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs like didn't care at all, but Le'Veon Bell like kept saying stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a 
oh, I hate Andy. I would never play for Andy Reid again. And Andy Reid was like, Andy Reid was like, it was nice to have him on the team. Like, I, I wish the best for him. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I thought that was funny. But anyway, the Chiefs, clearly a good team. Um, I have 14 and 3. Um, 14 and 3. Oh, my goodness. It's so weird. Um, not a, I don't think that's as weird as some of the other ones. But 14 and 2 is like, you never saw four. I feel like I never saw, you never see 14 and 2 teams. Or like, you don't really see 15 and 1 teams that much either. Or obviously, yeah. there's only one 16 and 0 team or two 16 and 0 teams. Um, but 14 and 3 is my prediction for the Chiefs. The schedule went through. There's only three teams that I think are even really tough. Um, I think they're, they're playing the Browns and they're playing the Bills. I, I think they're going to beat the Bills. I think they're going to beat the Browns too, but they're tough games that could go either way, to be fair. Um, yeah. There were games that I specifically thought they were going to lose. Um, I th- one of them might have been an upset. But I really don't remember. <laughs> um, so I could imagine, like, I can see anywhere around that. But if, you know, I think 14 and 3 is a good choice there. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess another similarity we have there, because I also had them at 14 and 3. Lots and lots of similarities we have here. Um, yeah, that was a lot. But yeah, they're, you know, probably the best team in football, you know, them in Tampa Bay and Buffalo and, you know, they're kind of all up there. Um, Green Bay, you could say. I'm very talented. They have the best QB in football, um, talented young running back, best tight end in football, you know, probably a top five wide receiver. And their offensive line got better in this offseason from the Super Bowl, that is. From the Super Bowl, they got better. Um, Defensively, still, you know, they're in a weird place defensively. You know, you never really know how the Chiefs are doing. Reports are saying that the, their second-round linebacker, though, Nick Bolton, is looking very good in, in camp, um, which is interesting to see as their linebacking core is definitely one of the weaker points on their roster. But, yeah, they're just such a talented team um, and just all facets of the game, especially offensively. When you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, they can just make any throw from any angle at any time. It's just it's hard to lose, you know what I mean? You team's got to really want it. You got to be on an off day to 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 lose that game. But yeah, 14 and 3 and that that kind of rounds off our AFC East and our AFC West uh record predictions for all of those teams. Once again, we just say it feels really weird um with the whole 17 game. And it's even weird like it's weird that we have like a 17 game season, but it's also weird that um, it's an 18-week season. Like that just seems even weirder. That, like there's gonna be week 18. Yeah, that is gonna be weird. That is weird, to say the least. To say the least. But yeah, that is really weird. That, that is our um, our AFC East and AFC West predictions, straight up. So it is it is Friday, technically, but normally we record Friday into Saturday. This was Thursday and Friday, so I'm not sure if we're gonna um. If I'm going to post this on Friday, I'm probably going to post this on Saturday. Um, that's when we always do. And that gives us uh, some margin of error, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And I mean, I'll see. I'm, I'm not, no decisions are ever set in stone. Um, I will let you know either way, Colton. Um, but this was this is funny. This is really funny because what I do a lot is I'll, I'll write out my, my predictions and stuff. But I make last minute like changes just, you know, out of <laughs> – um, out of like almost kind of almost a little bit just you know just to change a heart last minute i don't know why mm-hmm. it happens a lot i don't know if you make changes last minute a lot or not um 
But Sometimes. The, two, the two different um, predictions we had, I originally had the same. But I was like, you know what? I had five wins for the Jets, and I was like, you know what? Maybe five wins is just a little bit too generous. You know, they were really bad last year. And they did have a pretty good offseason, but I'm not like – I wasn't, I'm not going to, maybe three ones, is, I don't know, maybe just five ones a little bit too generous. So I turned it down to four, and then you put five. So we would have had perfectly identical 18 if I did not have last-minute change of hearts on uh, the Jets and um, the Broncos. So <laughs> Great minds think alike. That is humorous, but I mean, hey, yeah, like you said, great minds think alike. And a lot of our predictions, I mean, a lot of our episodes have been extremely similar lately. Um, and I'm not sure why, but... That it is, is interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, it should be easy for you to. I think you can make. You can pretty much make this like the same exact graphics and change your name and like a few little things, and it's easy work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If, you use a different app than you use uh, Adobe. I use Spark Adobe Post. Spark Post. Yeah. Yeah, Spark Post. I've been, Our, I, I really like your app though. I saw you using it. I really like your app, but there's no Android. Like the ver- Android version of it is buns. The Android version of it is awful. <laughs> Yeah, I like that app. The one for the uh, all division teams. It usually takes me a while to like get the uh, like the start, like the first template down of it. Like it'll probably take me like an hour yeah. or so to like just figure out how I want the first thing. But then after that, it's easy. Like when we do series and stuff. But like mm-hmm. when when I was making yours, it was just kind of funny because I had mine made like the day before, just because I obviously knew I had my stuff written down. And like when I made yours, I literally just had to swap out like two photos and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, write down like a different name twice. It, it was like it took me like an accumulative like two minutes. Yeah, it was kind of because so, you can just like click, like make a copy of it or like whatever, and then just like or duplicate post and then just change the duplicate. <laughs> so it took mm-hmm. me two minutes to make. It's gonna be the same thing today. I'll figure out how I want to do it, and then it'll be like take me a full like thirty five seconds to to get both of ours made. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff, though. Um, you always do a great job on IG posts, and I—I I don't know. I like, I, I did stuff like that. Like I made like stuff for my Steeler Instagram account, and it just like doesn't know. Like it does not look as good as yours. I, I know it's like the yeah. I know like stuff you do. It's not like, it's not terribly hard, you know. Like yeah, you it looks yours look professional though. Mine it was always like, I it's, I don't know. I never get like the stuff to look good. <laughs> so honestly, when you, when you, you so, when you said you wanted to do stuff like that, I was like, you can do because it's gonna look bad if I do it, and that's why I try to try to do a good job on the the editing and stuff, so it's an equal amount of work. Although I can, I'm kind of stuck in a tough um, situation right now because yeah, the working computers in the house is less than usual, and um, I said I had a, I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, I had a little bit. Well, I was we were out of camp. And I get a call. Um, I get a text from my dad, and it's like, "Computer's broken" or something. And I thought I broke it because I installed like something on there that I was something I used on my old computer for like a really long time, and it never like caused any problems. I did like it was not a virus. And I, you know, I it, his my dad's computer has like a virus scanner and a scanner thing, and so I knew there wasn't a, it wasn't a virus. But um, I was I was kind of scared. I like broke my dad's computer, but I, it wasn't broken. He just mess something up <laughs> um but <laughs> um so i'm not i'm not using his because his is all whacked up right now and he's trying to figure out how to um get it back to the way it was because he uses like a weird program to like put in his yeah. stuff for his like business or whatever i don't know 
but I, I'm not messing with it right now. So I, I can't do it's not as in depth, but I am <clears throat> I am still trying to make sure it's a good product uh, for you guys. And uh, you know that way it's fair to Colton that he doesn't have to do more work than I do. I try to like, do the important work. I try to keep the Twitter up. To, I haven't posted on the Twitter in like a long time, but I'm gonna try and get back to that. That's so easy. I just like have to like spend a couple like extra minutes here and there to like check Twitter and like see if Adam Schefter posted any like news and then i can just go through and post like the same exact thing and just word it differently <laughs> you know obviously i don't have any sources so i'm not going to be getting any news quickly but <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not hard it's, it's pretty much just like typing something down but hmm. that way you know you know always gotta follow the advice of joseph cortez he always just say he just just post you know just post anything you can just post whatever you want and eventually you know, uh, the thing is, it's really, it was, that's why I was just, it's kind of discouraging to post on the Twitter account because I get like one like and it's you. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of people that check out the, uh, the Twitter, which is fair. Eventually, um, at some point, we'll, we can post something on there and maybe it'll pop off a little bit, you know, <laughs> get trending yeah. on. But that's fair. Like, I get it. I'm posting the same, it's like I said, I'm posting the same exact thing as like, all the other sports accounts are posting, so there's really no reason to follow our account because <laughs> it's just like the random news. Well, it's our random news. Yes, sir. Um, so I, this is this is the weekend episode. So we got to do the, the sacred Colton and Joe show outro. You do from, from us here at the Colton and Joe show. I really hope you guys have an awesome, full, splendid, most uh, most awesome weekend of your life. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. And no, yeah, it's no, the no, 4th no. of July weekend, so. It is. It is. Have an awesome 4th of July weekend. In the classic outro now, from us here at the Colton and Joe show, soon to be the Overcharged podcast. Or whatever else we, you guys suggest. Yes, or you, if you want something else, just let us know. We are decent.